podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Folks, I have a great life and I thoroughly enjoy what I do with my life. I enjoy how well my football team are doing. But there are times we have to do things that maybe make us feel a little uncomfortable. For many people, that might be shaving your balls. In my case, it's talking about shaving your balls. But for reasons I can never quite fathom out, uh, we are very popular with people who have shaved balls. Or people who are interested in having their balls shaved. Which I must admit is a surprisingly large, hitherto unknown to me, section of the heart and hand community. But hey, if you've got balls, you might want them to be bald. And if you do, and I think I've made clear over the years my thoughts on people such as yourselves, but even so, if you want to do that, well, you certainly can't do any better than using Manscaped. Manscaped are, without a doubt, the best in the world, the biggest, the most famous for those of you who get your thrills by looking down and seeing the last turkey in Sainsbury's. And it's coming to that time of the year where, I don't know, your balls might be on display a bit more. It's Christmas coming up after all. And hey, let's face it, a few pints, the strides come down. You don't want it looking like a burst couch, okay? Nobody wants that. You don't want it looking like an allotment of somebody who's been to jail for two years. You want them looking shorn and bright and sparkly. Christmas baubles, if you will. And you'll be able to do that using Manscaped's great product, right? It's a finely tuned pube product, a cutting edge ceramic blade, and it will reduce grooming accidents because, Jesus, uh, nobody wants that, do they? So if you are interested in this sort of unpleasantness, if you're the type of person who, dear Lord, uh, a once proud people falls to... No, no, if you... Still... Still, and and so many of you do, because they keep coming back to us for adverts. Either that or they just listen to these and like how uncomfortable I sound doing them. Then go to manscaped.com and use the code RANGERS for 20% off and free shipping, which is pretty good. See, to be fair, they do other products, like I'm at that age where my nose and my ears get hairy, and they are absolutely brilliant at removing that stuff. So I can't see why it would be any different with your downstairs. So if that's for you, go to manscaped.com. Code Rangers, 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Rangers. Happy bald balls. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand the Rangers podcast. My name's David Edgar, I am your host as always and I'm delighted this week in a little bit of cross-pod fertilisation to be joined by my good friend, the man behind the Copeland Road org pod, it's Shane Nicholson. Hello Shane, how are we? Hi David, I'm good, I'm good. This is, it's, this is great, I don't have to worry about introductions, I don't have to try to cue us up to, to talk about nothing for an hour and a half, like we, mm. we've actually got topics, this is strange. Yes, for those of you who don't listen to the Crow Pad, it, it's a, a pod about everything and nothing. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is a little bit less free for us. This is a little less jazz and a lot more soul, I'd say. <laughs> it's probably the way to describe this because we are, of course, here to talk about Rangers um, winning ways uh, away from home in the league. Not everyone can do it, as we've seen proven this season, but Rangers mm. went off to Paisley 
One of these dreaded 12 o'clock kickoffs, Shane. And look, it's a thing, okay? It's all right us laughing and joking about it, and I have. I've joked, you know, uh, the, the players don't seem to wake up till half 12. The, you know, we, we just don't seem to like these early kickoffs. And I don't know if, why you can't, you know, we, it was the same when we had no crowds. I'd argue our worst performances last season came when there were these 12 o'clock kickoffs on a Sunday. Yeah. Now, there is, of course, the European factor. We have played on a Thursday night, and we do hear managers. It's not something that you hear from Gerard, to be fair to him, but we've heard managers down south particularly say, if we're playing on in England the Wednesday, we shouldn't have the 12.30 kickoff on the Saturday. Um, whereas, of course, we're playing on Thursday and getting the 12 o'clock kickoff on, on a Sunday, but it's Scotland. We've no room for negotiation. It's the TV <laughs> deal as bad as it is. Yeah. But there is something in that that teams, for whatever reason, start brighter than us in these matches. And I really don't think anyone in that opening 20 to 25 minutes could suggest anything else. I am aware St Mirren played really well in that, and they did. They were terrific. They were full of energy. In fact, we'll come to it later. I think they might have burnt themselves out in that opening 20 minutes. But this is not the first time we've seen that. No, and it really, you know, it's going there. I mean, since that place opened in, what was that, 2009, right? Was that 2009? You know, I mean, we'd never... We've not had a lot of comfortable results down there in the first place. And then, yeah, you know, 25 minutes of that match, we, well, we, we looked like a team that wasn't wasn't there to win it. Um, thankfully, the, the 20 minutes after that, I mean, we only won two to one, but we could have easily had five goals by the halftime. Uh, you know, Connor Goldson had those three or four chances, and Haji had that one on the half turn. And, uh, you know, another day, that game's out of sight after 45 minutes and we're not even having to worry about how slow the start was, but yeah, I, I think you're right there too with a uh, St. Mirren that, I mean, you can't keep that pace up against us. You know, yeah. you, you've seen other like Livingston's tried to do it. You know, you'll see them come out in these first like 25, 30 minutes and just burn themselves into the ground. I mean, your fitness levels are not the same. You're, you're not the same as us and you can't play at that, you know, high intensity press and and just try to run us into the ground because you, your players are going to wear out. That's just the reality of it. I think I, I get the game plan from St. Mary, which was look, let's try and catch them cold. Um, they sometimes start these matches because if we're aware of it, other teams are aware of it. They sometimes start these early kickoffs a bit slowly, uh, and I do think that Rangers were maybe slightly shocked because this was not the usual when a team does that. To us. This was not they were kicking us and getting in our faces and. Um, physicality this, they, they were just first every ball and then they were passing it and they were as you say pressing well and I think anyone who watched um, Manchester United yesterday will, <laughs> will be aware that pressing uh, can be done very badly but they were pressing as well, our guys had no time on the ball whatsoever uh, and made mistakes and were making errors because of that and St Mirren were coming away with the ball a wee word to a much maligned part of the team this season, probably in comparison with last year. The defence has not been as good. Now, last year no. was a freak. It was a, a record-breaking season. So it was, by definition, something you don't see very often. But we have been conceding goals this season. We have been conceding softer goals. The one yesterday, I don't think you blame the defence at all. I think the midfield um, were a wee bit slow. I think Davis and Lundstrom got a wee bit confused. And then the boys just had a screamer. Uh, it happens. I mean, yeah. I saw some. Well, and honestly, I, I think McLaughlin would like to have that one back. He kind of hesitated to move, and by the time he, he went for it, it was it was too late. You know. Well, 
yeah, I mean, I thought McLaughlin played well. Yeah, I still do. Really did his hand. I, I did. Was, I did was terrific. But someone said to me, and this is there's no way of proving this, and it's maybe unfair, and I apologise if it is. By the way, we're just throwing it out there. But is that maybe the difference between a really good goalkeeper and a great one that McGregor probably does get there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I mean, the, you know, as good as John McLaughlin is, and maybe he probably is the second best goalie in the league, to be I honest. So. Yep. But there's still a huge, huge gulf between him and him and Shagger. Um, and, and that's, at, and that's one that. of those ones that you see, you know. At, at shot stopping, you know, yep. I just, I, I, and I know I'm being unfair, but it, it, he did see it a long way. You know, there was a, yep. a lot of, you know, he had a lot of time to get over. So, but can't take anything away from, from the lad from St. Mary. And he's caught the ball brilliantly. Oh, He'll yeah. try that another 10 times this season and not manage it once. It, it, <laughs> it, it was one of those. Um, but I thought in that opening 20, when you look back, St. Mary didn't create a lot. And I think that was partially due to Balogun. Goldson in particular um, who were very very good I thought throughout the match mm-hmm. and that if St Mirren had got a second it would have been a long day yeah I, I, that was probably Goldson's best performance of the season for me so far um, Fair. Uh, I mean I, it was it was the first time he looked like the one from from last year and, and again you know the, what he was doing in their box I mean every Every set piece was dangerous with him in there. He, he was he was winning everything. So, uh, yeah, I mean, front to back, he played great. Balogun, you know, I mean, sad. His one real howler this season was Malmo. And, mm. you know, that's that's hard to let go of. But he's filling in well uh, with big fill out. And to be fair, I mean, Simpson's obviously not up to it. I think we found that one out pretty quick. So, you know, we're going to have to rely on him and hopefully, you know, Big Bassey, if he can if he can stay fit and work a little bit more in that position. He, t- he seems capable of it, certainly in the league, um, which would be nice because that gives Balogun a little bit more time off for the for the European nights where he's obviously going to have to feature for the time being. Mm. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I think that credit where it's due to the team that they, they got themselves back into. And then, as you say, I think we went, almost all out for 20 minutes before half time and, and were dominant, as you say, made chances and smothered them, you know, watching the game back. You don't really feel it at the time because you're just desperate for the equaliser, but we did, we, we penned them in. The game was being played round about their 18-yard box and every time the ball came out, Lundstrom and Davis picked it up and it started up again. And I want to give a wee shout out to Hadji because he can be at times a messy player and I don't mean that in a Lionel sense. I just mean that Sometimes, you know, the ball gets away from him or he, he just doesn't complete that final pass. And we all know that. But mm-hmm. I like guys who, when the team is struggling, creative players, I mean, go give me the ball. I, yeah. I'll make something happen. And he did that. And I thought it was his, you know, he won the penalty. But he, he did that shot just before that you mentioned that laughably the, the, the officials didn't spot, took a huge deflection. Yeah, uh, his goal bound I mean, you, like you could hear it. You play. heard it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're in America and you heard. <laughs> so God knows how someone on a pitch couldn't. But um, he, he just, I felt, drove us back into the game. And, and it is this thing we talk a lot in football about bravery. And I think in Scotland we have this idea that bravery means a hard man or winning you know, every header in the air or putting your head in when it hurts. And that that's a form of it. But it is also when there is a very demanding crowd at either end of the pitch yesterday going, no, give me it. I know I just miscontrolled it, but I'll get this one right. And I thought he really played a huge part in driving us back into it. No, yeah, he absolutely did. And then, I mean, 
it, it's it's been a concern with me at times. You know, go, going into the half, like, like those last 15, 20 minutes, he really was, you know, the dynamo. And like you're saying, with Lundstrom and Davis getting it and then just recycling it and putting it back on his feet, um, you know, really kept the pressure on. And that's why we were picking up corners every two and a half minutes for the last 15 minutes of the first half there. But the, the thing I liked because there has been times where he's had those moments and then come back out in the second half and it just hasn't been there, but he, he was still absolutely the same player uh, for the remainder of the time he was on the park that, that, you know, he, he created that other chance that Alvin like had to save. Um, yeah, I, I, easily the man of the match. And, and that's, so. that, that's, you know, without him being on the score sheet. So. Yeah, I, I thought so. A stonewall penalty kick. Um, although obviously brave of the referee to give it, considering in Scotland that you know penalties to Rangers get analysed to absolute death, but it was a foul. Um, I think you can always tell by the reaction of the opposition player, can't you? Yeah, uh, no, they, when they immediately, they yeah, when they turn around <laughs> to the referee and give it that, ah, oh, fuck, um, yeah, I've, I've screwed this, haven't I? Um, he knew, and well, it, it's one of those ones too, you know, if you're the defender there, you. you I mean, Don't he's moving away from the box. Yeah. He's not. He's not going to get a shot off. At best, he's he's looking to set up another pass, and then you know you go in like the. the you're not going to want to watch that tape back. You know. <laughs> Don't go to your feet in the box unless you absolutely have yep. to. Unless it's completely essential. Um, don't do it. And he does it. Penalty kick. Uh, brilliantly dispatched by Kamar Roof, uh, and that was a pressure penalty because the way the day had had felt anyway so far. And I thought, you know, score this, we'll win, miss it. And, um, but he did. And within a minute, uh, we get the we get the second, which would turn out to be the winner. And it was Alfredo Morelos getting on the end of a, a, a ball so lovely from James Tavernier that it really should have been put in a dress and entered into some sort of beauty contest. <laughs> Love those. Right in an area. Keeper can't deal with it. Defender tries to deal with it. And, and yet, in a way, it's an error. But it's such a difficult ball that it, as soon as it leaves his foot, it, it spreads that confusion into the defender's head. Yeah. Alfie still has to, to anticipate that, and maybe last week he didn't do that. Um, and w- then when he did, you know, his finishing was bloody awful. But he was there, he was in the right spot, middle of the six-yard box, tucked it away. Clearly meant the world to him. Goal number 100. And we'll just take a slight detour here uh, from the game and, and talk a little bit about that. A million quid, 100 goals in just under 200 matches. We've been on an emotional roller coaster with Alfie and there's times that he's driven us mad and there's times, I'm sure, for all of us, if we're being honest, where we've thought, nah, that's that's it now. Um, the manager has even seemed to suggest that, I think, you know, after Parkhead, that red card, um, after Tynecastle, you know, when he didn't get, get back in time and was dropped. There have been times throughout his career where you thought this is it now, but he keeps coming back. And, and, and in a way, I think that that makes, it, to me, it's understandable why people identify with him so much because there's a, a, re, a realness to him. You know, he's, he's a real human being. He's not one of these guys that look as though they've come straight out of a, a, a game of FIFA uh, and a two-dimensional character. He has his ups and downs. He has his troughs of form, but he keeps getting up and he keeps coming back and another three points grabbed yesterday. Yeah, it's great, you know, especially with this this run of fixtures that we're going to be coming into here. I mean, he's not, you know, adverse to a, to a goal against the Sheep. And, and the way their back line is right now, mm. they've got to be fucking terrified. Dude, just, just as, you know, because like any other striker, you get that one and you get back on your form, you know. 
And I, obviously, I mean, that's that's a massive goal. And, and we're looking at a guy now who's created a goal uh, every 100 minutes, uh, pretty much, almost on the button, uh, 100 goals and 45 assists. So, And, and that the, the other thing, too, like, there's one penalty in there. He's got 100 goals, and only one's a penalty. You know, it's it's an unbelievable feat. And that is a very good point, actually. Yeah, I hadn't considered yeah. that. Yep. And yep. and I mean, just goddamn the celebration, though. You know, like it, it, it was just everything for him. And then you know, he gets down out of the crowd the first time, and he's like, "Nah, fuck it, I'm going back." Like, you're gonna book me anyway. I'm getting my fill. I'm going back with my people for another 10 seconds here, and it's just, it's it's everything that we love about you know just, <laughs> yeah. just look 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 at his face just look at his face his wee face um but no <laughs> it, 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 it's true and that that's why when people say things about players not caring when they're playing badly and i'm always a little wary of that and we've seen times you know when players do clearly want to wait the phone it with the manager or whatever but a lot of the time it's not that they don't care it's that they're aware of how badly they're playing yeah. um they're human uh, and I think you saw yesterday, that was not the sight, the, the, the reaction of a man who was blasé about putting the ball away. Watching the game back, I think, can be quite illustrative. And I think this was very much one of them. That yesterday, my heart rate was, you know, through the roof. Um, watching the second half, just nervy, 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 nervy. Right up until, you know, the end of the 98th minute because of that injury to the to the St. Mirren lads, uh, to Jamie McGrath towards the end. Um, but... Watching it back with all the drama and knowing, of course, how it pans out, uh, they didn't threaten us at all in the second half. No. And the, no. the only chances that were created were by Rangers. Yes, I would love Rangers to just go get the third and then it would have been play the ball out until the end of the match. But they did do a good job of control. Now, the, the problem of that, of course, is hearts. It, it, it only takes one error or a worldie or whatever. Right. And you've completely yeah. blown the full 90 minutes. So that is always in your mind. So on the one hand, I'm giving them praise because, yes, you did manage the game perfectly and saw it out no problem. Although stop giving away corners and injury time, please, or I'm heading to a pine box earlier <laughs> than I should do. But get going, go and clinch it. The first 15 minutes of that second half, go and finish it and put yourself on easy street. Yeah, I... I I mean, they certainly had the chances. Again, I, I, I didn't look at what our X goal or XG was. or I'm, I'm sure it was much higher than two. Yeah. Um, given the number was, of quality chances that we got. Theirs was 0. 0.06, which I yeah. think is a testament to the defense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, whether it's football or hockey or whatever, it, it, there's just a reality. It's the number of chances you create over the course of the season, you know. And we're starting to really find... Um, well, I mean, between Roof and, and Morales getting back, uh, hopefully on their form here. And, and of course, we're talking about two guys who score a goal every other game for us. Yeah. Um, that's 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 good. And, you know, Haji's doing, I mean, just unbelievable shit at times. And you see, you know, like, his, well, I mean, that goal he scored for Romania uh, at the last international break. It's like it's, he's capable at any point of, of throwing one up. And also... You know, having Lundstrom out there instead of just Stephen Davis, because he's actually willing to to take a shot from twenty five yards out. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, that's that that's a huge difference. And the other thing I really, really like seeing was Tavernier getting back in and around the box, um, because we he it, it hasn't been the same, especially the early part of last season where it seemed like obviously he was scoring a goal every fucking game. 
Um, so, you know, he, he had that chance that Barisage created for him and another day. That was a lovely move. I mean, nine times out of 10, probably that's a goal, you know? So uh, I, of course you want to see three and then four and five and eight, you know, you, you, <laughs> you want, you want to put a beating on teams like Liverpool got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a hell of a lot, but you know, that, they didn't ruin my weekend like they did the weekend before. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, I was able to sit and watch the, all these other matches yesterday with a little bit of, uh, you know, contentment rather than, ah, for, I couldn't have watched the match, I'd have been too angry. Every time a team got a corner, I'd be, why couldn't we have done, you know? Uh, so I think that it worked it quite well in the end. Very pleasing. Um, great result overall in terms of the uh, where it leaves us in the league. Still not firing in all cylinders. And I mentioned on my post-match video yesterday that that's a little bit like Schrodinger's performance in that regard, Shane. And that <laughs> if you want to pick out, if you're a you know, glass half half empty guy, um, then you'll say, we haven't really played well all season. We haven't smashed anybody. We're not playing anyone near the level that we did last season. And all of that is true. If you're a glass you know, half, half full guy, you go, ah, but, you know, as you said, Tav's coming back to form. We're, we're, you know, Lundstrom settled in. The strikers are starting to score goal. You know, we, we had good performance uh, on Thursday night. We were, you know, we should have been out of sight against Hearts, creating loads of chances. Showed a bit of grit and spirit yesterday. We're simultaneously in a place where you could make both arguments and kind of both be right. Yeah. Well, I think you know. Let's look at the narrative running through the media that you know we're we're somehow in a crisis mode right now, but. In five matches, we've picked up 11 points, and Angie Ball over there has picked up 10. But they're they're on the best run of form and playing brilliant football. But we're still we're still doing better, than them. and we're not playing great, and we're still you know picking up points on them. So well, just about to add in Ryan Kent. Yep, I can like a fit Ryan Kent, and it's like that's a difference maker. Even yeah. if even when he's not playing well, he's still a difference maker. Yeah, well, it's what he does, you know. Even if he's not scoring goals, he's terrorizing their their defense. So I mean, yeah, I, I think people have noticed that in his absence these last few weeks. That in terms of the out ball, the pressing, all of that, what he does when he doesn't have the ball is is so vital to the side. And when he comes back, I think it's just got to be massive for us in terms of the option that it gives us now. Before yesterday's match, uh, the, the the day before, in fact, some uh, historical tweets, seems to be a running theme this season, uh, came out to do with the St Mirren chairman, John Needham, in which he used uh, the sectarian term hun to refer to Rangers fans, was, was incredibly uh, offensive about some of the stuff he said about uh, the club and uh, the fans. And uh, in one instance, with a photograph of Rangers fans coming over the bridge on May the 15th when we got the trophy against Aberdeen, uh, suggested that it would have been a good thing had the bridge collapsed, but uh, the river would have been very polluted. Now, obviously, I have some experience of uh, this sort of offence of previous tweets going back a while, and and I'm not going to be hypocritical about it. There is a couple of things, though, that I'd like to address and get your get your thoughts on. Mm-hmm. The first part of that is, we, I think that you should hold chairmen of big football clubs, and some are a Premier League club, folks. You know, we can all laugh and joke, but they are a big club in Scotland. They should be held to higher standards. 
it comes with the office, I would suggest. And had a Rangers chairman or even director made similar comments about Celtic supporters, he would be talking to the police today. And there's absolutely no doubts whatsoever about that. It would have been mentioned in Parliament. I'm not saying that as a joke. It's a fact. It would have been. And he apologised. Well, kind of. Kind of, yeah. (laughs) The uh, the SFA have launched an investigation into it. We'll see if anything comes of that. Uh, But uh, Rangers have have written to the SPFL, the SFA, uh, and St Mirren to demand answers to this and and are not content with an apology because, again, there are people in positions where – there are responsibilities and there are good sides to it. You know, if you get to be the chairman of a football club, there's a lot of fun stuff comes with that as well uh, and a lot of prestige. But the other side of that is your behaviour has to adapt in certain fashions. And it got me thinking to a few weeks ago when people dug out some some tweets of two contract, well, three, they tried with me, but they were so laughably not <laughs> offensive that it was it was so apparently just a stitch up. Um, but two of our podders had in the past tweeted some stuff that was beyond the pale. We've never hidden from that. Both of them immediately resigned and went away to 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 go on re-education courses, to do to take steps because they both went, that's not who I want to be. I want to be a better person and I am genuinely sorry about this. So they put out a statement each. There were there were the words, but there have been actions that both of them voluntarily removed themselves from something that they loved doing. Both of them voluntarily went into the workplaces and it cost them to do that. And both of them have voluntarily said, no, I need to take, there need to be consequences for what I did. Yeah. And that came after a witch hunt against us in front page of the papers, etc. At the time of, of writing, this story's been live for three days. No newspaper has touched it. None. Yeah. Nope. Um, I, I think the STV finally has a package yeah. coming on the the newscast yeah. tonight. Graham and Bardwaj yeah. did to, to his credit, but yeah. that is it. The rest of them yep. have not have not touched this story as of yet. Nil by mouth, the anti sectarian charity, <laughs> which gets its funding direct from from the Scottish government, uh, yeah. who you recall were last spotted uh, saying that uh, the song "Slip John B" was a sectarian dog whistle, a racist dog whistle, nonetheless. Uh, came out and said. Uh, in a tweet that they noted the derogatory, and you'll note racist for us, derogatory for them, yeah. uh, comments of John Needham and that he should make a donation to the Rangers Charity Foundation. So, in essence, for us, you should be hounded, you should be removed from your position, you should lose your livelihood, you should have your family life turned upside down, you should be publicly shamed. For them, there's a sectarian swear box, and if you do a sectarianism, just stick a pound in it and it'll all go away. It yeah. does seem a double standard to me, Shane. Yeah, I, I, I pose the question, I'm sure I won't hear back. Um, you know, cause, well, one, they made it difficult to uh, query them, because unlike with the with the the... the Fear that they had over Brian Wilson last week, um, they didn't allow responses uh, to, to their one statement uh, that didn't even name John Needham. Uh, you know, so that, that 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 was a plus. But also, you know, like I said, you couldn't respond to, to their comment on Twitter. I, I I was curious, like, is there a conversion chart for racism's done to charitable donations? 
do we have like a baseline figure so that I know in the future, you know, like, I mean, you can do a cost benefit analysis to how racist you want to be apparently and, and just figure out what, what the financial burden is. Uh, you know, like, like there's another part here too with Needham. Like these, these, this wasn't historical. And I'm sick of that term getting used every goddamn time. This guy's timeline is littered with this shit for years. It wasn't like they went back and found something from 12 years ago. And it's May know. the 15th. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, May this year. Yep, yep. And, you know, if, if as you said, I mean, let's imagine Dougie Park had a Twitter account, which, you know, unthinkable in the first place. But if he did, and you could go through and find him calling them unions and, you know, areas and other words that I'm not going to say the full of <laughs> here, um, yeah, he would be out on his ass from Scottish football. Uh, the, the, the club would be fined, uh, I'm sure, massively. There would be, as you said, government action being taken. Uh, you wouldn't be able to hear the end of it from, from the likes of you know Dornan and, and all the usual assholes. Um, and, and instead, you know, it's amazing that all the, the usual suspects, when, when this kind of stuff comes up, the other way, all seem to have lost their mobile phones uh, because none of them have really had a single statement. The only person who even said anything was Graham Spears, who said, why should I have to comment on his apology? It's like, well, no, that's not the point. The point is that you don't wait for anybody else to issue an apology. In the first. You're, you're, you're always the first one in on this shit, mm-hmm. you know, but in his usual fashion, uh, obviously, he's going to, to, to pick and choose where he uh, where he decides to hang his hat on this. And I understand that, believe it or not. I understand no, that I do too, have an audience. You can't, you can't. Well, that's it. You can't pretend yeah. that you're neutral. You you can have an audience. And I think in a way that I'm almost freed from, from stuff like that because I am here at, at Heartland and, and you are at, at Cropa. We have an agenda and yeah. we will say we have an agenda. We are Rangers supporters and we want Rangers to do well. And we like Rangers and Rangers fans and we want them to do well. It doesn't stop us condemning stuff which we've done repeatedly over the year if there's stuff that embarrasses rangers then you and i'll be be up there saying and, and the vast overwhelming majority of rangers fans i know will will say the same now we've never been ones for you know capital sentences for people because <laughs> we understand that humans make mistakes uh, and humans do daft things when they're drunk etc but yeah that doesn't apply to us with us it's just instantly hang them you know, yeah. the, the well, it, 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 I, see, and, the, and this is the thing I hate with the Needham here, because, you know, part of his little mealy mouth fucking uh, apology to these posts are completely inappropriate and do not reflect my character or beliefs as a person. No, they do, Be, because you can't say this kind of stuff repeatedly over a number of years. And then, of course, when you get caught out, which in this day and age, especially with us, you are going to get caught out. Mm. No, you can't just walk it, you know, wash your hands of it by saying it doesn't represent you as a person. It clearly does. It clearly does. So just own it. Own that, you know, and, and deal with the, the consequences that, that are going to come, hopefully, your way. I mean, I, I doubt it. I doubt the SFA or the SPFL will do anything. But, um, you know, I'm sure we'll get some more statements and and uh, people are going to work on their uh, their, their decorum and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's this idea. I, I, honestly, it, it forced a bit of laugh out of me of, well, I could just make a donation to Rangers Charity Foundation. Um, <laughs> well, that that's great then. So we can all say sectarian stuff if we set up a direct debit. Is that yep. 
what they're trying to tell us. You know, so long, you know, there's my monthly. How, how much can I buy for that? Do I get this word? I get three of them magic. What about that? Right? It, it's <laughs> it's such a stupid... It reminds me of that bit in The Simpsons where Homer tells Bart, you're grounded for a year, and they say, I'll just pay the fine. Um, <laughs> you know, that there is a reason that consequences should happen, but consequences can only happen when you're truly sorry for something. And he's not sorry. He's sorry that it's a thing. He's sorry that it's become he's a He's sorry he got caught. Yeah, he's sorry he got caught. Although, incidentally, you know, mate, you didn't get caught so much doing a crime as you did a crime and then decided you would show it to the world. That's <laughs> just just for future reference. If you're doing a crime, folks, probably best not to then go and put it in your public social media. And again, maybe I'm being old-fashioned here, Shane, and thinking that being the chairman of a football club, a, a, an institution in the country, a big thing in the local community, that maybe you should consider to yourself, should I behave in a certain way? Yeah. I think I would, you know, if I was representing Rangers at anything, that would be uppermost in my mind, is that, right, I need to behave the way that I want this club to be represented. Maybe it's just, maybe we just care too much about our own club and, and other people don't care that much about theirs. Because for me, any Rangers director who had acted in this way, we would want out. Because we would be like, nope, that is not how you represent Rangers well, football I, I, club. I, I do believe we have a direct line here in a historical context with our friend Chris Graham, who made a tweet with a cartoon about the Prophet Muhammad and resigned his post the next day. Um, and that was not wishing the death of thousands of football supporters um, or, you know, using sectarian language repeatedly over a number of years. So, I mean, Chris owned it. You know, uh, and that, and that's the thing too. Cause, you know, like these people, like you just said right there, I wish people would step up and own it. Okay, well, when it happened with us, our friend did, right? So where the hell is this guy standing today? Why why is he still in the post? Well, mm. I mean, why why haven't St. Mirren suspended him at the very least while they conducted? You know, you can do that same bullshit just like the record did. We're going to conduct an internal investigation. Uh, Mr. Needham has been suspended, and you know, not not okay. There you go. I mean, at least do something. But that but. You know, I, I, they're not going to have to. Because like you said, right now we're looking at STV being the first one to even touch this in Scottish media. And and it's been there all weekend long. It's been there all weekend long. And not only was it there, but we played them. So obviously you have a reason to be able to tie all this stuff together. It wouldn't have been that goddamn difficult. But nobody did it because the responsibility is never on them. Because all he's got to do is be able to say sorry, right? I'm sorry. It doesn't reflect my beliefs. Again, yes, it does. But if this was anyone involved in the front office of Rangers, it, it fucking World War Three right now. Mm -hmm. And it, it absolutely would be. And, it, and it, again, you know, you mentioned Chris. I'll go back to to Hoggy and Cammy. And people have said to me, "Well, you know, just bring them back." Uh, and I'm like, "Well, they didn't go for PR reasons. You know, they, yeah. they went because they wanted to go away and think about what they did." Um, and that's maybe just the difference. Maybe it's a moral thing. I, I don't know. Speaking of morals, um, <laughs> of course, Scottish morality crusader Lonely Bill Leckie has been been back today, um, where he has been commenting and saying there's so much abuse at the football matches. Football players get so much or more into the abuse. Poor Lee Griffiths at the weekend. The Hearts yes. fans gave a, a, a hard time. And as we all know, it's never his fault. It's always a victim. Uh and that the Hearts fans were incredibly nasty to him, uh, which they were, incidentally. Not based on anything that there isn't some evidence of. It's no. fair to say. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't 
based on his skin color or no. um you know some, some sort of protected category it was based on things he has done in the past um being, like yeah. racially abusing a hearts player like maybe? racially abusing a hearts <laughs> player um yeah. or being questioned by the police for sending um suggestive messages to underage girls yeah. it, it, it it was kind of you know his own shit that they had had to go but you know it, it's a legitimate thing to say that footballers suffer terrible abuse which they do and a lot of it is unfair and even at a match you know personally i don't think it's the best thing in the world to stand up although we've all done it and i hold my my myself here um we've all said ah yeah useless see you next tuesday right <laughs> we've all done it um but this is the guy who called alfredo morelos a waster yeah. huffy and talked about his resting bitch face in an article yeah. now none of that is heat of the moment stuff None of that is to try and put someone off their game during a game, which is never a great excuse, but at least it's a reason you can offer. This was he sat down as part of his job and decided just to insult this guy, uh, call him names for no reason, just because he doesn't like him. The hypocrisy in this in our country, and in, in our country, full stop, but in Scottish football is fucking nauseating. Yeah, it's, um, well, you know, we, we've talked before on the pod, the Crow Pod about Lecky and Irvin Welsh and, you know, all, all these other, who basically, they might as well just say I don't like him because he's black and Colombian, right? It, you know, they make veiled references to, to cocaine uh, smuggling and all that, you know, it's, it's the most odious, racist, horrible, vile shit. It's, it's awful, all of it. And... You know, I guess I can give Griffiths credit. He didn't fire a missile back into the crowd this time. So he has he has performed better in that in that regard. But, you know, with Lecky, this column, like you said, if you stack it up against some relish one directly, and any any number of other things he's said over the years, it, it, it just one more reinforces just how bitter and racist and xenophobic this man is. And, and you know, it's it's like, you know, Excuse me, like like uh, like Needham saying, you know, it's the, this is completely inappropriate. Doesn't reflect my character. No, th- this reflects Bill Lucky's character. This is what he is. This is what he's always been. And, and it's it's it's. I mean, you, I don't know how you're not embarrassed to pen this kind of thing as a professional. I I, I could never imagine in my 15 years of doing that kind of crap, writing something ab- like this about that ill of a character. You know, and and as you said, like there were, people don't hound Griffiths because, uh, you know, that what I mean, whatever. There's very, very real, tangible reasons. And again, especially for the Hearts fans, who he's this is a convicted racist. I mean, this this isn't this isn't speculation. You know, <laughs> it's it's there. Hello, everyone. I just want to take a few seconds out of the show to talk about NordVPN. I've always wanted to do that, by the way, that, uh, hey, let's take a moment to talk about something important. But this is quite important. It's about internet security, and it's about NordVPN, who are an official partner of Rangers, giving you the ability to be anywhere in the world, and more importantly, protected when you're online. If, like me, you run your life from your phone or you live on your laptop, then you're going to find yourself at times using things like public Wi-Fi, whether it be on a train or in a coffee shop or 
a football stadium or whatever and you're also going to be using 4 maybe 5g whatever and these are places that get targeted by hackers they want your personal information they want your passwords they want access to things that they should not get access to and nordvpn can stop them from getting it and you can get an offer if you go to nordvpn go to nordvpn at forward slash heart and hand and enter in the code rangers and you will get a discount on their services but see be honest it's worth getting anyway just to make sure you're protected just to make sure that nobody's getting towards things that they shouldn't get towards and i know it can be a bit of a pain in the neck where you go oh, i'll get round to it but trust me you don't want to be phoning your bank up to say why is my account being emptied you don't want to have to be changing password after password after password go to nordvpn.com and you'll get security you'll get that peace of mind and you'll know that everything that you hold close to your heart stays there and and yeah i i think that here's the difference lee griffiths gets abuse for stuff he does away from a football pitch alfredo morelos gets abuse for stuff he does on a football pitch i don't care how irritated you get by a guy's playing style i get driven nuts by paul pogba for example attacking him personally for that is not fair you're taking a a, a two-dimensional thing um, a little bit of something that happens on a football field. No matter how much you like somebody or dislike somebody on a football field, it is not representative of them as a person. We all know there's been so many hard men over the years in football that are you meet them off the fart and they're so nice. You know, they're lovely guys, but on yeah. the field they just they they're, they're you know spitting and wailing and I don't mean spitting literally. I mean you know just desperate to win. Uh, and equally, there's been some some lovely beautiful players that you look into the background. You're oh that's a, he's a wronging. Um, Alfie doesn't really bother anybody off the park. He, you know, lives home with his wife and his kid. He goes occasionally out in a night out. Never ends up, you know, in the cells or you know, being photographed. Yeah, I, four, the, yeah there's no pictures of him. Yeah, yeah, four a.m. eating a kebab, sitting on a curb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't get any fights. Uh, and when he goes back to Colombia, he does incredible charity work in one of the most depressed areas of the earth. The portrait is so unfair and based on a tiny snapshot. Uh, and yet, when you ha- there, they run out to defend. And people can get annoyed about uh, xenophobia or whatever when they run out to defend someone like Lee Griffiths because he's for here and he's a good football lad and he's a nice guy deep down. But they go and attack the funny foreigners. Then it, it is it's othering, and it's anothering that extends now to the whole range of support. It's not just incidentally, folks, to uh, the 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 black or Asian members of our community. It's all of us. We don't get the same treatment as other people do they don't believe we should and you see it time after time and i'm kind of in the how much more evidence do you need category with us because i mean even today we've come on the show and there's two blatant examples of the way that rangers rangers officials rangers players rangers supporters are treated completely differently to other people in this country yeah and uh, you know it's it's not they, they kind of had like a trial balloon with this with Pedro Cachina and got away with it. And then when Morella signed, it, it just became worse, you know? Um, and so it, it's, I, I mean, they had nine and a half years of being able to kick us just because of our position on the football pitch. Right. Mm. And that, and that was easy, you know, and, and fuck, I look, it was bad enough being a Ranger supporter watching it. Uh, but it was pretty easy material at times. I'm not, mm. you know, we, we all know. Well, that that time is over. Um, 
So of course now that you know they they have to rely on on these kinds of tropes and 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 again I mean it's you know Lecky's not the only one I mean oh, he's, no. he's no. not and, and the thing about that like like I said Irvin Welsh gets on Hibs TV and stuff. like people say this stuff on the television they get on the radio and do it all the time and there there's no consequence to it. None. And, you know, like we get nil by mouth. I mean, obviously, doesn't they don't care. They don't. But, but I mean, if, if they actually stood for what the claim their organization is supposed to do and what it gets paid by the government to do, they, they would be out advocating against this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think we should remember that, you know, show racism, uh, racism, the red card, had to come out and condemn Keith Jackson after an article about Alfredo Morelos that was yeah. genuinely staggering that A, someone would come up with it and B, that it would be passed for approval. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Daily Record isn't a scum paper because it is a scum paper. So uh, maybe I shouldn't be surprised by that. But it happens all the time. And, and one of the best things that I've seen happen in the last few months, last year or whatever, is that Rangers fans are now standing up and going, no. And we saw that with the reaction to the to the the four lads had a dream song, where both the club and the support stood there and went no, because these people have got so used to when they chase us, we run away. Yeah. That when we stand, and it happened to me with the record as well. When I went no, no, I'm not having this, and when the the thousands of bears backed us on that, that when we stand there, there's nowhere for them to go. We don't create the space for them to operate in. And that's what we need to continue to do as a sport. And I know that people sometimes get frustrated because they go, well, it doesn't stop it. Well, you can't, you can't control their actions. We're not going to stop people who hate, us, uh, who hate us from hating us. But what we can do is stop giving in to them and to stand yeah. up and say, no, we are not taking this as a support, as a people, as a group, because we don't need to. We're powerful enough and there are enough of us that we can stand together and say, nah, we're not dealing with this. Well, and I think, to, you know, with, with the thing with John Needham here, right? I, I, I get sick of the people um, who, who, who I, I don't I don't understand some of them who, who do, you know, like, we shouldn't be doing this eye for an eye, tip for tap bullshit. No, we absolutely should. Oh, 100%. 100% you should, because if, if our fans and our players and, and the, the, the employees and directors and everybody affiliated with our club can be subject to this, when the chairman of another club has this record of horrible behavior, of course, you should immediately. Honestly, again, we shouldn't have to be the ones calling it out. I, I don't know how the hell this stuff skirted under the radar as long as it did. We have to be able to highlight this stuff every single time because like, we're sitting here talking about this John Needham thing. Three days. Three days this has been out there. Not only that, three days and five months since he sent that tweet. Plus all the other historical tweets using Hans and Sevco and everything else, the stuff has existed. And since it was highlighted by our fans, it's taken three days for one media organization to touch it. Um, this is what we need to keep fighting against. And, and don't get don't get down. Just keep doing it. Keep doing yep. it. Because the more you do it, you can tell by the huffy reactions that they're so surprised that Rangers oh, fans yeah. are, are no longer just taking it. That we're coming out and going, no, and we're fighting back. And that's what we need to continue to do. Right, folks, that will do us for this week on uh, the Heart and Hand flagship free show. We will be back, of course, on Thursday at Rad and we'll be with Heart and Hand Extra, where we will look back over the Aberdeen game and look ahead to Motherwell next Sunday and our 12 o'clock kickoff. Good Lord. But, uh, yeah, I know. (laughs) But, uh, you know, keep it going, girls. Keep it going. Uh, Shane, Crowpod is doing loads of great stuff at the moment. I know this because I'm on it. Uh, (laughs) tell, Tell the listeners where they can get it first. 
Yeah, uh, so if you go to anchor.fm backslash crowpod, uh, the, the show comes out a day earlier than it does on Heart and Hand. So if you're one of those people who wants to listen to it right away, that, that's where you can go get it. And, of course, you can find it. The, the Crow Twitter is back at Copeland Road Org, uh, so you can find everything there. So uh, th- this week, me and David are getting together Tuesday to do the classic rock show. And then the regular Crow Pod is coming Thursday because Todd has a, uh, a scheduling conflict that we had to account for. So we're going to wait for our Canadian friend to do the the big hour and a half, you know, extravaganza of nonsense. <laughs> yeah, and I want to I want to uh, talk to him this week about Bobcat Goldthwaite. So, I'm sure he's got some stories. <laughs> well, he, he's been on tour with a mate. Has Shane? Uh, Shane and I do the the group pod with uh, Todd, who you might remember from years ago from the We Are the People podcast. But Todd is a professional comedian and he knows loads. So he's been touring with Jay Gould, who I do believe is actually a friend of of Todd's. So yeah, I, I'm looking for some great stories. But uh, it, it's we do some football, but it's basically three of us yeah. try to make each other laugh, yeah. and people like it because we succeed quite often. <laughs> so it, 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 it's a good time. You'll come along. It, it certainly won't make you more intelligent. It, it will not help you understand XG or running about a bit or any of that tactic stuff Adam talks about. But if you want to hear about, oh God, <laughs> anything and everything, <laughs> about what Florida men have got up to this week, um, about, about injecting what, bleach, anything onion, like that. What's the yeah. episode you just watched? We are the pod for you. Shane, <laughs> thanks for doing this today, mate. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. I'll talk to you tomorrow, man. Superb. Uh, check that out, folks. And remember, you can hear more from me over on Heart and Hand on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Heart and Hand. Thanks for listening. Three points on Wednesday night. Uh, it would be nice. A few goals as well, Rangers. And we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Till then, take care. Bye bye. Podcast Network.